Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network on Yahoo Sports Radio. Our first guest has been a success in every aspect of his football life. Jack Del Rio was an All-American linebacker at Southern Cal and a Pro Bowl linebacker with the Minnesota Vikings. He won a Super Bowl ring as a linebacker's coach with the Baltimore Ravens, took a Denver defense to a Super Bowl, and qualified Jacksonville for the playoffs twice as head coach of the Jaguars. This offseason, of course, he was hired as head coach in Oakland, where he now faces what may be his biggest challenge, returning the Raiders to relevance. Oakland has not been to the playoffs for 12 years, so the tough part will be resurrecting the silver and black. And the easy part? Come on, people. It's visiting with us today. Jack Del Rio, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, Jack, becoming a success in any walk of life is a, life is a process. What's the most important lesson you learned in your first go-around as a head coach with the Jaguars? Well, Rick, I, I think, you know, the overall experience is, uh, is, is just invaluable. You know, assembling the staff, preparing for the draft, all that's important, all the organizational part. But I think the biggest thing is communicating a vision, you know, a mentality that will permeate the organization and, and something that, you know, that you get the players to buy into. Well, Jack, you were with the Cowboys sort of on the ground floor of their dynasty. You signed as a, as a free agent in Jimmy Johnson's first season there in 1989, and then you were starting linebacker on a team that became very good very quickly. Uh, I'm just wondering, what's the, what, if anything, were the important lessons you learned in terms of team building uh, from those Cowboy years that you can possibly use uh, in Oakland? Well, the first thing is is that uh, everybody's going to be challenged. So, demand, demand, demand. I mean, you know, one thing you learn with Jimmy and, and being on that on those teams, you know, he's going to demand every day the best that everybody has to give, and and that's from everyone. And uh, create a very competitive environment across the roster. Add team speed, and uh, and you know, really, we if you look at those teams, you go back and look. You know, we were good in all three phases. I mean, we we were good on special teams, we were good on offense, and we were very good on defense. I, I thought it was a complete football team. So, you know, really creating that team speed and winning in all three phases. We're with Oakland coach Jack Del Rio on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Jack, you became a linebacker's coach, as I mentioned, with the Baltimore Ravens in 1999. And inside of two seasons, those Ravens were Super Bowl champions. So what was the most important lesson that you learned in terms of team building, at least, from that experience? Well, you know, that was Brian Billick was the head coach. And I thought he did a couple things that were really, uh, really special. You know, one, he taught us about being efficient with your time, how to organize, how to plan, uh, how to not overwork our guys. We wanted to be smart in everything we did with our players. And I think he understood the cumulative effect of a long season and, 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 and how that can impact players. And, uh, and so we were mindful of that the entire time. The other thing is play to your strengths. You know, Brian Billick came in, he's an offensive guru, wanted to throw the ball. We had a great defense. And so, obviously, despite him wanting to throw the ball, he realized we had a great defense. We played to the strengths of our team and went on and won a Super Bowl. So I, I, thought, I thought Brian did a heck of a job with our football team. Jackie, you served as defense coordinator of the Broncos the last three years and put together a defense that reached the Super Bowl in 2013. What's the most important lesson you learned there in terms of team building from the Broncos? Well, the easy one there is, uh, I mean, I'd like to tell you about complimentary football and how the defense helped uh, that team be so successful and all that, but really it's have a trigger man. 
you know, have have a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it doesn't helps. hurt in terms of team building. What a great way to to begin. You know, add a Peyton Manning. It, uh, you know, obviously the guys guys f- phenomenal, and uh, adding him is the minute we did the expectation level throughout the building was increased, and and uh, and you know haven't looked back. Well, Jack, I spent uh, eight years around the Raiders from '75 to '82. You know, when they were really uh, something. Uh, and I was a young guy, <laughs> neither of which is true anymore, I guess. Uh, but you spent, you know, uh, much of your career coaching and playing against the Raiders. And in your mind, what was the Raider mystique? And now that you're the head coach, do you believe it still exists or you can recreate it? I, I, I think we can recreate it. I think what it is is I think the Raider mystique was a little bit about the fear that not only the opponents of the of the upcoming uh, team, but the uh, the fans in the city. They knew what kind of physical beating their team was about to experience. So I I think, you know, the Raiders at their best were physical and fundamentally sound. And then they did it with a lot of different types of guys, a lot of different personalities, a lot of swagger, things like that. But at the core of what it really was about, they were really physical. Of course, uh, Al Davis was was running a place in in those days. I learned a lot of football from him, and and he was also part of that – you have any sort of recollection of what the aura was of being around Al? I know a lot of players have talked about things he would say and do before the games, that uh, even to opposing players. You have any sort of sense of that? What Al Davis meant? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously he he touched everything here in this organization, and everything ran through him. Uh, it's really incredible to think of. Of, of one person doing so many things, wearing so many different hats. I mean, it's a, it's incredible to think about, you know, his impact and what he was able to do and the vision he had uh, for this organization. And uh, so I know I, I think, uh, you know, just just tremendous in, in terms of the expertise he had in so many different facets in terms of running a football organization. Jack, is his aura still? Is he still have a presence in that building even though he's passed? I think we. I think there's a there's a healthy respect for what he accomplished. I think uh, you know as time goes by, um, the, the, you know, we want to maintain the memory of, of of what what he brought here and what he started. And you know, you know some of the if you just listen to some of the soundtracks uh, from some of his speeches, uh, they're right on the money. I mean, you're talking about you know uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes, play hard. Uh, you know, just just things that are that are, I think, timeless. And uh, so we certainly, uh, you know, we we want to we want to make sure that we take full advantage of of that and those things. Uh, we can't lean on those. We've, we've got to do our own work. We've got to go forward and 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 uh, forge ahead. And but but to me, you know, when I talk about coming back to a place where I grew up and and uh, leading this football franchise, I want to make the Raider greats in this area and the fans out there. I want to make them proud of what we're doing. Oakland's Jack DeRia is our guest on the Talk of Fame Network, and we're talking Raiders, of course. Jack, you, you overhauled the roster since taking over as head coach. I think you released uh, something like seven veteran players. You've watched another handful leave via free agency and, and signed some free agents of your own. I think of uh, wide receiver Michael Crabtree, who's with the 49ers center, Rodney Hudson, who's the Chiefs defensive tackle, Dan Williams, I think he was with the Cards. Anyway, how has this helped the culture of the organization, and what kind of culture are you trying to create? Well, you know, everything we're doing, I mean, in the background you may hear the uh, bulldozers going by because they're 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 redoing our fields right now. I mean, as we speak, uh we're we're building a new a new uh uh weight 
uh, strength conditioning uh, building right now and uh, doing a steam room. So, so the facilities are being upgraded and all those types of things needed to happen. But most importantly, we're creating a, a, a very positive high-performance environment where our guys come to work today, every day and they're excited about coming in the doors. You know, from nutrition to conditioning, the way we meet, the way we compete every day, you know, everything we're doing has a purpose. So there, there is a culture that we are establishing uh, that, that I believe in and, uh, and our guys are very excited to be a part of right now. I got one follow-up question there because I was talking about players that you brought in. Certainly one player that you brought in through the draft was your first-round draft choice, Amari Cooper, the best wide receiver, we believe, certainly in the draft. How is he going to accelerate the development of your quarterback, Derek Carr? Well, I think, you know, when you're talking about Derek, you, you know, you surround him with weapons, and that, that is uh, any quarterback's, uh, you know, the best friend is to have people to throw to that can create separation and and and, uh, and catch and catch the ball. So you know, with Crabtree, we've got a proven guy, uh, and I believe with uh, you know with Amari coming in, we've got an exciting young player that that really understands what it looks like to to, to run a route, uh, to to create separation, to get open, to catch the ball. And uh, he's played at a high level at the uh, University of Alabama. We're excited to have him. We think he's going to fit in great. And then, you know, Clive Walford, uh, the tight end we got out of Miami, is another, you know, big, strong target. And so, you know, we feel we feel really good about what we've been able to surround Derek with. Jack, two things. One, is Derek Carr special? Is he special? Yes. I think he has a lot of qualities that, that give him an opportunity to be special. I think I think you have to grow into special by by your performance. But uh, you know he has a lot of the traits that uh, that give him an opportunity to, to be special, and, and that's what we're excited about. You know he's he's a bright guy. He's got that uh, that natural leadership ability. He's very competitive, very fiery. He is accurate. Uh, he's a good decision maker, and so you know we want to give him every opportunity. We're going to run the ball first of all. Uh, you know they couldn't run the ball at all last year, and and that's a problem. And uh, for any quarterback, I think his best friend is to be able to play good defense and be able to run the ball, and not put the onus on him to do it all by himself. So, uh, but do I think he has a chance? Yes, absolutely. I, I think he has a chance. Okay, and also you played with Michael Irvin in Dallas, and you coached teams with Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning. Who's the best leader you've ever been around, and what made him such a great leader? Well, you're talking about three, uh, three guys right there, and Michael Ray and and uh, and Peyton. They're all incredibly passionate. They're all very driven, hardworking guys. They're all going to be in the Hall of Fame soon. Obviously, you know Peyton's still still playing, but in my mind, Ray was the best. I mean, when Ray spoke in team meetings, you could hear a pin drop. If if there was ever a moment where our team was lagging, not not playing hard, not competing hard, just maybe lacking a little fire, all you had to do was just mention it to Ray, and he would he would grab a hold of the whole team and just ignite that team. I mean, it was he's the best I've been around. I've been around some really really talented guys and some some really good players, really great leaders. But in my opinion, you know, Ray Lewis is is, is head and shoulders above him. You know, Jack, one question just sort of about you uh, personally. You were drafted out of high school by the Blue Jays. You played at USC, which had that tremendous uh, baseball program, and a team that had Mark McGuire and Randy Johnson. Uh, was there ever any time during your career when you had eight ice bags all over your body or something that you sat around and uh, second-guessed yourself and said, you know, maybe I should have played baseball? 
Uh, you know, maybe maybe just for a just for a second, because I you know what I I miss playing. I mean, I missed when I had to give up basketball and I went to college. I and I still played too. I missed basketball, and then you know when I went to the NFL and and played football and couldn't play baseball anymore. I missed baseball, so I I. Uh, I, I've I've loved playing all three sports in high school, but uh, you know, looking back on my career, I've been incredibly blessed. Being able to play 11 years and now coaching the last 19 years, 30 years as a part of the NFL. I mean, you know, what a what an honor and what a blessing. So, I consider myself very thankful. Hey, Jack, we're out of time, unfortunately, but we want to thank you for stopping by and good luck putting the Raiders back on the map to the playoffs. I know we all believe, especially Ron, that the NFL is yes, a better place when the Raiders are competing for championships. <laughs> Thanks again, Jack. Uh, hey, my pleasure. Re- really enjoyed going on with you guys. Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. you. That was Oakland's Jack Del Rio. When we return, it's the legacy of Tom Brady. This is the Talk of Fame Network.